showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broddcasting. Time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. And this segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help and protect our community, to care about you, and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's sworn to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride in a strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes and contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to that website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel DiGirolamo, President. And welcome to the Wednesday edition. I'm Doug Smith sitting in for our great defender of the forgotten middle class, the voice of law enforcement, our good friend Tom Shalero. He's on vacation this week, taking a much needed break. Uh, I think we all know everything he does to support and give a voice to all of you listening here. Uh, So I'm Assemblyman Doug Smith filling in. And today we have some very special guests. I'm joined by Suffolk County Legislator Anthony Piccarillo. And in the studio, I also have uh, Nicole Lamacchia, who is the new publisher of Messenger Papers. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Assemblyman. Great to be with you. Uh, so it, 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 there's so many things going on. So I'll start with you, Anthony. As uh, a newly elected county legislator, how, you know, you, you were in office for about a, a month and a half, and then we got hit with a global pandemic. But you've really, and I've seen the work that you do, you and I work on a number of projects and things together locally. You really hit the ground running. I appreciate that, Doug. And, uh, you know, I didn't expect a global pandemic to hit, uh, as you said, a month and a half after I took office for the first time. But I think um, we really worked at providing the community with information that they needed at the time, no matter what that was. And then we we did several things right out of the gate. We held food drives, uh, coat drives, um, PPE drives, masks, gloves to get seniors the PPE they needed to get out of their house and get to the supermarket when we still didn't know what this virus was all about and, you know, what it was doing to our population at the time. And they they didn't feel protected because they didn't have access to the critical material that they needed to leave their house to run their daily errands. So, you know, I was happy to do that. And we delivered a lot of that stuff. You were with me on a couple of those deliveries where we went house to house and brought them not only food, uh, but masks and gloves and hand sanitizer. Um, we also did that with our local businesses um, because we just weren't sure at the time. And and I think that resonated with the community that we were there for them no matter what. And, um, you know, I'm happy to do it. It's part of the job. Absolutely. And yesterday, if you uh, joined us yesterday, you saw we had kind of a town board town hall where we had uh, representatives from the the great towns of Brookhaven, Islip and Riverhead. Uh, And as a Suffolk County legislator, you're actually the next level of government that's closest to the people. Um, I know a lot of people ask us, what's the difference between a legislator, an assemblyman, a senator? Uh, So a state senator, and a state assemblyman like myself, we go up to Albany, we represent the community. But here at home, you're representing us on the county level in a lot of these county issues. And with that uh, comes a great responsibility. And I've seen you have collected and done more drives in our community to help the neighbors than I've ever seen anyone do. I think you probably could put Burlington Coat Factory out of business with the number of coats that your coat drive collected. You uh, constantly are doing food drives. And so, I mean, you must love this job and you probably love waking up in the morning. Tell us about. Yeah, I do. You know, I love being a full time legislator. This is my full time job. You know, I'm putting 85 hours a week in doing this job, whether it's in the office, at committee meetings, at general meetings, doing our door to door, responding to constituent complaints over the phone 
emails, you know, uh, I'm one of the officials just like you are, who answers people on Facebook Messenger at uh, quarter to one in the morning. That's just who we are. That's the job we do. We take it seriously. To me, this isn't a part-time job. The taxpayers pay my salary to be the person that they can contact, even if it's not a county issue, but to get them to the right place to get their problem solved. And that's just uh, public service is part of the job that I love. And this is why I ran for office. This is why I'm uh, running for re-election this year, actually, November 2nd, I'll be on the ballot for my first re-election as your county legislature. And, um, you know, I just love my job. I love helping the people that I serve. And um, I hope that uh, they have the faith in me to continue to do this job after Election Day. Well, nonstop energy. And I think uh, when I see and we, we overlap in a good deal, I know people are constantly comparing you to Steve Levy, who was another uh, very well-known legislator who served the community. Uh, people would often talk about how Steve Levy would knock on their door and take care of an issue immediately. And I see you doing that exact same thing and to have that energy. So I'm going to throw out the number 631 1039. So call us on your island with Tom Shalero. If you're just joining us, I'm Doug Smith, uh, the assemblyman, filling in for Tom. He's on vacation. So uh, we're here with Suffolk County legislator Anthony Piccarillo. Now, something that I, I really brought up yesterday during the program when we were talking to our town board officials, and I think it's it's uh, something that many people don't quite appreciate when they're on uh, you know the other side of the table. But as a county legislator, when you have those county legislative meetings, there's a public comment period. And, you know, depending on what's going on, Suffolk County, very large county, over a million people, you can tell us how many, uh, we have pressing issues. So people can come up there and really pour their heart and soul in, in three minutes. What did you first, how did you first feel uh, when people were offering up their thoughts? And sometimes they're very, um, how should we say? Uh, passionate. Very passionate about what they feel. How do you? Yeah, and that's a good thing. I, I love, uh, you know, we actually have two uh, sections uh, when we have our general meetings. We have our public portion session that starts in the morning where you can come up, fill out a card, speak uh, on any topic for three minutes to address the legislature. Then later in the day after lunch around two o'clock of the morning meeting, um, we have our public hearing session, which is a bill that's going to become a county law. You have to hold a public hearing. It has to be uh, put in the papers and other media outlets that we're going to have a hold this public hearing. You come up and you have three minutes to speak on uh, a specific bill, and then you can even have uh, not a debate per se, but a back and forth with legislators that may have questions about how you view that bill. And we've had some very long public hearings. We've had six-hour public hearings. We've had eight-hour public hearings, or sometimes the public hearing, nobody comes to speak on it. But I think that I appreciate the fact that people can come, speak their piece on a bill. And I, I will tell you, some people say, oh, they don't care what we think. You know, it's just going in one ear and out the other. But I have seen a lot of uh, legislators who have uh, submitted new legislation that they want to become law. And after the public hearings, they then amend their bill because they said, oh, I didn't think about that. Or, you know, my constituent made a good point. I want to change the bill a little bit. So the laws do get changed through this public hearing segment. I think it's just very good for the public to have their input. I know it's impossible at the state and federal level, but at the real local level, villages, towns and the county, I think it really helps us uh, put out good laws that will benefit the public at large. And, and what you're talking about is true public service. You know, this is something that's outlined in the Constitution, that people have the right to uh, address their government and to petition their government for uh, to to fix problems in their lives. So I think it's it's absolutely incredible and great that the Suffolk County Legislature has that ability. I know you're probably one of the uh, elected officials that's closest to the people. Uh, when people call your office, they get you on the phone uh, very, very often. And I think that's something that uh, people have really come to expect and appreciate um what else can you tell the folks out there that uh, are really curious about like what's something that people wouldn't think about the life of a legislator 
So uh, I do get up very early. I go to sleep very late. I get up very early. Uh, I usually start my day around 6.30. I try to get to the office before 9. And then I, as soon as I get to the office, whatever constituent files that I haven't been able to return yet, I start to make the calls and talk to them. And usually when people call my office, they say, oh, I can't believe uh, you answered the phone when I had first got in the first maybe six months to a year that I was in office. Then the phone call started to come in. Oh, I heard that you pick up your own phone. And that's now uh, where we are. And I just think that if you're going to pay my salary, you're going to pay my staff salary, you're going to pay the rent on my district office building, that I should at least have the common courtesy to either answer the phone when you call or call you back as soon as I can to, so we can address the issue that you're bringing forth to me. And even if it's not a county issue, I never you know, refer the person. I always refer the problem. And I think people appreciate that, that I'm not just pushing them off to, say, your office or, or the town council office because what's great about the 8th Legislative District is we encompass the town of Islip, the town of Brookhaven, two congressional districts, uh, two assembly districts, uh, three state senate districts. So, uh, you know, there are lots of levels of government um, that we have to meander through to find out um, how to best solve your problem. And cutting red tape is, I think, something that you've been incredible at, securing funds for your district to improve the environment and work on those things. So what are we got about two minutes left in this segment? And you're going to be joining us, too, when uh, you know we'll have Nicole on the next segment talking about messenger papers and the great revamp of a local uh, journalist uh, opportunity that, that I hope that everybody will uh, take part in and, and take a look at. Uh, and then our second uh, half of the program, we're going to have our candidate, a candidate for district attorney, Ray Tierney, and you're going to be joining as well. Um, But what are some of the things that you're working on right now? Uh, so there's a lot of things going on. Right now it's budget season, uh, but before I get into that, there's just a lot. There's a lot of big projects going on in the Eighth Legislative District, and one is um, the Browns River dredging project that um, we've really all levels of government have been working on, from the state, as you know, from the county with myself and the county executive's office, uh, namely Peter Scully, um, the state senator Alexis White had even pitched in, and um, our supervisor, Town of Islip, uh, Angie Carpenter, and our DPW commissioner Tom Owens. Everybody is now on the same page. We're all working together to get this needed project done. As you know, it's a federal navigated waterway. Um, our ferry system gets there. It's an emergency route. So we're really all in now. And especially, I got to thank Congressman Andrew Garbarino for helping me secure some federal funds. You know, we were able to secure over $400,000 uh, for prepping the new spoil site because that's the issue with most of these dredging projects. Not to get too much in the weeds. I know everybody's so excited to hear about dredging projects, but you have to clear the spoils. And when you clear those spoils and you scoop them up, they have to go somewhere. And it's expensive to prep land to put these spoils on before they're moved wherever they're moved eventually. But that's a huge project going on right now. I have a lot more. I'll save it to, for uh, one of our next segments. But I just want to give you a quick plug. You know, my first year in office, I was so happy to have you across the street from me at your office that anytime I could call or have a question, I was able to lean on someone that has years of experience in a government office. So I just want to say thank you for I, that. I really appreciate that, Anthony. And Anthony Piccarello, our county legislator, um, we're coming up to the end of the first segment. So uh, please uh, stick with us. And uh, we'll be here with Nicole Lamacchia from Messenger Papers and our great, uh, possibly our next uh, district attorney, Ray Tierney. Stay with us. 